candy ass? Put your damn feelings down. Let's laugh and drink all damn shows. Dude, in a gun room is in the house. Get ready. Get your drinks. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get started, everybody. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room. This is Don. Hey, man, we're going at it alone today. Doug is, uh, he's been bit by COVID. Yep. Uh, he's a little bit under the weather, so he's not going to be on today. Uh, hopefully, he'll be here and feeling better this week. Hey, so today's episode, man, I'm going to talk about some uh, funny overseas stories. Um, you know, one of the uh, the things that soldiers are good at, man, is making an ass out of themselves. I, I know I definitely did. And... Uh, <laughs> One of the biggest times, man, we were, we were broke down in England. And I think I probably talked about this a couple times, but man, we were, we were broke down in England and had to stay the night and all of the soldiers decided, why don't we, uh, we go on downtown, man. I ain't never been to England and, uh, we, we go on downtown and, uh, some of my soldiers start spreading out and they, they, they find these clubs and, uh. I went into this club to find where he was at and make sure he was good and make sure he could get back to uh base. And, uh, when I, <laughs> when I went in there, man, I found, I found his buddy and I said, Hey, where, where's so-and-so at? And, uh, you know, he said, uh, out there on the dance floor, man, I look, I don't see him. I said, I don't see him. He, he points again. He's like, he's right there. And I, man, I don't, I don't see him. It turned out he was dancing with a girl that was so big when they were rotating, I couldn't see him on the other side of her. Now we're in England and uh, he decides he's going to go home with her and that she's going to bring him back to catch his uh, his plane. I said, uh, no, you're not. She wasn't English. She was American in England. There is no way she was there studying. <laughs> she was with another Air Force guy because it was an Air Force base that we was at. I said, man, there is no way you're going. So we get him back to base and we decide we're going to go get something to eat. And it's me and a couple other guys. And uh, we uh, <laughs> we go in there and it turns out it's not just a restaurant, but it's a bar as well. So, you know, we start having some beer and, and then we change to some liquor and then the waitresses and the bartender tell us that it's it's free as long as we drink what they make. I don't remember much after that. And uh, it got back to me that I guess we were walking, trying to get back to base. And we were stopping people and asking them if they've seen Bin Laden, that we were looking for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure those English folks... Uh, they uh, they didn't get as big of a kick out of it as I did. <laughs> but yeah, um, we uh, we had some good times, man. Uh, 
I, I know of a night in Korea. We were uh, drinking downtown and uh, I ended up losing my clothes and puking all over the front of myself in the back of a cab. So we uh, we ended up uh, um, downtown and I was young. I was 20. And we uh, we had a, a, a guy there that, uh, you know, he started making comments about how a city boy can out drink a country boy. And I walked right into this and uh, we started doing double shots of rum. To this day, I cannot stand rum. But uh, I don't remember leaving. I vaguely remember these blurry lights that was going by me. And uh, over there, you had to have a pass. So they ended up having to sneak me on base to uh, um, get uh, <laughs> to get not get in trouble. And uh, the only thing I remember was uh, when I went to bed, one of them said, make sure you wash your clothes in the morning. So I got up and uh, threw my clothes in the, uh, the washer. And uh, my roommate handed me a mop and told me the bathroom's all me. And I guess I thought the tub was the toilet because I, I puked all up into the, uh, the tub. So I cleaned the bathroom, went back to sleep. And when I got up, somebody stole my clothes out of the uh, laundry room. So... Needless to say, um, the wife wasn't mad about that, wasn't happy about that, because that was uh, an anniversary gift that I just lost. Had it a whopping, uh, I think, a week. But uh, we uh, we seem to find fun, man. I, I I can't imagine any place I've ever been that uh, I can't say that we didn't have fun. I mean... When we were waiting for the initial evasion to kick off, we were in uh, Jordan, and uh, there was some berms over there. We were having contests with these gators to see who could get it up the highest on these berms. And I, I don't know how many times we uh, changed the motor and changed the rear end clutches and everything else from burning them up. But, uh, you know... This, the saying about uh, idle hands, yeah, is the devil. Yeah, it's it's the truth. Because us soldiers, man, boredom will will be the quickest way to get somebody in trouble. Um, when we were in Bosnia, man, we were playing jokes. And it, it was starting to get out of control. <coughs> we, uh, we sat there and... Uh, would make these flyers and I, I, I still remember this we put we made this USO flower flyer that said Lou Ferrigno will be at the uh, chow hall April 1st sponsored by USO and we broke into their little uh, um, cabinet where they put the flyers and everything and we hung the flyer up posted them all over the place and man, you'd hear people in the gym talking about, man, I'm going to ask Lou Frigno what he used, what supplements he uses, 
and and what the best diet is. Man, you'd hear guys talking all the time about what they're going to ask Lou Ferrigno. Nobody even thought about the date being April 1st. Yeah, there was no Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> we, uh, our PLO clerk, he was, uh, he was kind of a smart ass, man. He's one of those guys that had a big mouth. And, uh, I don't, you know, to this day, I don't remember what he said, but he, he pissed me off. So I, uh, I made these signs and these flyers that said, uh, tired of pressing your uniform? Just can't get your boots clean? Don't waste your time. Bring them to the press master and I will press them for you and shine your boots for $2. And I gave his uh, tent number and, and the cot that he was sleeping in. So he would get off work and people would just drop their shit off and lay it on their his bunk and lay the two dollars next to it. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that dude was pissed. Every time he'd find a flyer, I'd put up two more. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the the things that we did to keep ourselves entertained. I, I think it still kind of goes together, even out of the military. You know, we had a we had a warrant officer that it really wasn't jokes, but they were having fun at a barbecue at, at his house, and there was another warrant officer over there, and they they'd been drinking. And uh, he lived on a cul-de-sac, and uh, they broke out the uh, uh, the uh, go-kart that they had, and they were riding it there in the cul-de-sac. And uh, they kept asking that other warrant officer, "Hey, how about uh, how about you ride it, man? Go and take your turn." He's like, "No, no, I'm good, I'm good." Well, finally, he's drunk enough, and uh, they get him on. He takes out the cul-de-sac, and about the time he turns around. Somebody had called the cops on him, and the cops showed up. That warrant officer ended up getting a DUI for riding a go-kart intoxicated. <laughs> His career was screwed over something he didn't want to do in the first place, but people were pushing him to do it. And uh, I know that I know that warrant officer that, that had to do I know he had to feel bad, man. But uh, it's crazy the things that soldiers will do. You know, sometimes, you know, the soldiers don't even think about it. I, we were in Jordan again, right before the initial invasion, and uh, they poured some concrete for, uh, um, a, uh, for us to do services on for vehicles. And, uh, one of the guys went out there and drew these like smiley faces and wrote a whole bunch of stuff in the concrete. Now we're talking about, he filled the whole platform up that they poured Concrete was ruined. <laughs> he, said, he said, I just I just wanted to leave our mark. <laughs> you, you left it. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to ruin the concrete. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> Not like he would have been doing any work on it anyways. But, uh, man, the, the things that that goes through your head, you know, when you get out and the stories that that soldiers remember, man, that's, that's, I think where the camaraderie comes from. You know, we, uh, we build off these life moments that only veterans can understand. 
You know, the civilian world, they don't, they don't realize how tight you become when you're out there doing these stupid ass things. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you build that brotherhood, that's that sisterhood. And, and, uh, it's, it's just amazing how, when you come back to the, uh, the civilian world, how close you become, even, even years apart, you know, um, Doug and, uh, Taco didn't talk for a long time. And just one day Taco out of the blue decides he's coming back here, you know, to, to see him and hang out, drove all the way from California. And uh, that's the, the brotherhood that, that these jokes and these little games that, that soldiers play build, you know, when you leave these overseas places, man, you're, you're in a bubble, you know, you don't know anybody outside the, the uh, gate. So you're kind of forced to associate with the, the people that you're with and uh, the parties afterwards and the families become um, close. You know, we lived off base. So everybody, all the neighbors around us was German when we were in Germany and uh, my wife didn't speak German and how she bar- she just barely learned how to drive when we got over there. So, you know, she had to go learn how to drive in a foreign country, learn a few foreign words to be able to get through. And, uh, man, you rely on, on the other soldiers, you know, and, and to this day, she even, you know, the, some of the spouses that are over there leaning on each other become lifelong friends. She's got friends that she still talks to through social media, you know, from, from over there. And when you're forced to rely on each other that much, that bond is strong. It's, it's weird how nobody nowadays has that, you know, people say they have more acquaintances than they do friends. And I think it's because they don't have the, the life memories that were built to build that foundation, you know? Me and Doug are, you know, we started out as subordinate and, you know, supervisor and, uh, you know, I, I slowly earned his respect and he appreciated what I was able to do. And, and from that, you know, um, he's seen the way I took care of soldiers and, and how I felt about the military, you know, so that kind of built that, that camaraderie with, with me and him, you know? And, uh, I think, uh, I think that's kind of what America needs nowadays, you know, is, is a little bit of that camaraderie to, to bring everybody back. I don't know what it would take to get there, you know, maybe drunk in England asking the locals if they, uh, if they knew where, uh, bin laden was maybe that that would do it i don't know but uh i think that's a kind of uh one of the things that is missed and uh if uh if we can't get there man you know what good are we you know i i still have soldiers i talk to today and i i wish them the best you know, I, there's people that I check on and just, you know, I, hey, I ain't heard from you in a long time. And uh, you just can tell when things are wrong. 
and uh, I don't know, I don't know what it would take, but uh, that's a uh, that's what we need to get to. You know, I think that's the thing I love about this podcast is is it brings a lot of that back. You know, the funny stories and and uh, the times in combat and the times back in the rear. You know, when when everybody hated it. It's, it is weird. And I think that is one of the things that, you know, every soldier would say they would go back to Iraq or Afghanistan in a heartbeat. And I think it's not so much the combat that they're, they're looking for or the fighting. It's the camaraderie. It's being able to count on that guy to your left and right. And I really do think that's, that is the key to winning this mission of of getting people to stop committing suicide is to replace what they're looking for. And that's the camaraderie. I don't know, you know, I don't know if this podcast is what will do that or, or maybe a resource that we've come across, you know, but, but I do know the, the programs that the, the military has and the VA has is not, is not the answer. The uh, the camaraderie is what will do it, and taking care of the guy to your left and the guy to your right. It's it's weird how things get imprinted in your brain. You know, twenty years in the military, you get used to a uh, a set cycle. You know, the, the military has a procedure for everything, man. You know, you put your boots on, start with the left foot, you step with the left foot, you walk with your fingers curled. I mean, all these things are imprinted in your brain and, and you do them nonstop and uh, you don't question nothing. And I think that's another problem that that the military does kind of, in a way, build robots. You know, you don't ask questions. So when you get out, again, you, you don't ask questions. You accomplish the mission and then ask your questions. But uh, sometimes it's too late at that point, especially when there's nobody there to give you the answers. So I think, uh, I think you know, this episode is about the funny jokes, but it ties in with the camaraderie that the, the soldiers need. And uh, I'm not going to lie, you know, when I left Korea, I thought the army was was as tight as I was with the people over there. You know, it was kind of a rude awakening when you get back to the States and everybody outside that gate is the same as you. They speak the same language. They, they're Americans just like you, you know, and, and you get back on into uh, the regular world in the United States and it just becomes a job. And some of that camaraderie even falls apart there. You know, it was a rude awakening when I got to Fort Bliss and people weren't going to each other's house on the weekends and partying and, and stuff like that. They were going home to their family and their kids. And and I was like, wow, man, this is not the army. This is this is what I was just doing for the last year, you know. And that that camaraderie that is built when you're overseas is, is the tightest form of it that you'll find, whether it be combat, whether it be. Just a you know a Korea tour or Germany, that's that's where you're going to find the bond that that are built, and uh, 
when you get out, those are the bonds that you're going to miss. You know, it make, it makes me feel good when I still have soldiers contact me and ask me for advice. When they tell me they appreciated my leadership when I was with them, that makes me feel better than anything in the world. Um, I had a, a guy reach out and, and tell me he was going through some things and, and, uh, when, uh, he heard our podcast, you know, it, it did change some of the intentions that he was having. Um, and if that's the case, great. I had, man, I'm, I'm thrilled because, uh, we've got to, uh, we've got to come together and, and stop all the, the stuff that's going on. It's causing these soldiers to kill themselves. Um, whether it's it's transitioning, uh, stress from combat, just life in general, it doesn't matter, you know. All of it compiles, and uh, that's what that's what we need to to get is that camaraderie and, and the, the ability for people to be able to reach out and not feel like they're being judged when they do it. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of resources out there. there. Really is, and I'm not saying that the VA and and them are not doing good stuff because because they are, but the therapy of talking to people that can't relate is probably the biggest complaint that I hear from from veterans. It was it's one of my complaints. You know, the, the trying to do the standard this is this is how you fix this textbook just doesn't work for most soldiers. You know, you're not going to break that imprint of if you ask for help, you're weak. Um, if you're thinking about suicide, you're just trying to get out of work. You know, if you, if you were saying you're going to kill yourself, you wouldn't really do it. These are all bullshit that, that does get pushed through the chain of, chain of commands in the military. And you are stuck, especially if you become a leader, hearing this from the people that are above you. And, and you start seeing that same thing. But then when those thoughts go through your mind and you get out of the, the military, and now there is nobody there to to help you. Then it becomes really easy to say, I'm just worthless and weak and follow through with the thoughts. And that's why a lot of people don't understand this. They don't understand how it comes about. But, what, you know, when you try to go to sleep and you're awake for two and three days, because as soon as you lay down, your mind starts running through all these things that bother you. And then you're on medication that, that alters your moods and, and the family members are fighting with you because you're not the same guy that you wasn't. These are the things that, that just start weighing and uh, they get mixed up with the, the thoughts. We just, we just need to come together. You know, the support that we've got from you guys has been tremendous. And, uh, all you can do is continue to share our podcast and you, you do your part, you know, listen to our shows, provide the likes on, on the, the pages, interact with us, check on your buddies and, uh, just keep everybody safe. You know, we, we do that. And, uh, one day there will be zero, zero a day. That's, that is the goal, you know, um, if you guys know of some veterans that need to be highlighted, 
Um, we've got some people that are lined up to, uh, to come on the show, but uh, if you got a veteran out there that, that has opened up his own business, uh, doing well or not doing well, and they'd like to come on the show, man, we'd be glad to have them. Um, put them to our, our Facebook page, put them to our website, and uh, we can uh, come together. You know, provide that camaraderie that, that everybody's missing. And uh, I think the rest of the pieces will fall together. You know, just remember, man, the jokes and the life memories, that's what that's the foundation. And from there, it's only up. Um, you know, there's some good uh, there's some good resources that we got on the site. Um, if you go to our website, sabahearm.com, top right corner, man, there's some quick links. Um, we've got... Uh, Several uh, groups out there that are that are doing things. Um, she's the veteran has got a, uh, a virtual meeting that they're getting ready to do. I don't want to date, but you can go to she's on Facebook page and, and see it. Um, there's some uh, there's a, a walk that's that's coming up. I think it was in September. On with uh, leavingsideline.org. Um, you can check them out on Facebook as well. Um, you know, just. Uh, like I said, download a podcast and, and uh, help us out. You know, that's that's what we need more than anything is to reach people. We have to we have to do that before we can do anything else. So give us a share. Let people know us and uh, thanks. And you guys be safe. And I hope uh, you enjoy the show. <laughs>